0: Welcome to our first installment of Cracking Open, the podcast, where I interview Sage Circle members to find out about their intuitive journey and development. Today's guest is Michelle, who shares with us a deeply touching story about her grandfather, guidance she received about her son, and how her life has changed for the better as a result of opening up to her own intuition. Michelle also shares with us some really impactful wisdom on how to truly step into your spiritual awakening and make it a part of your valuable life. Let's jump on into Cracking Open. Everybody, this is the very first podcast. I'm super excited to invite Michelle on here with me today to talk about her spirituality. Hi, Michelle. Hi, Bo. How are you? I am absolutely wonderful. I'm so excited to get this kicked off. The, the book, Cracking Open, itself has really shown over time to support people simply by the act of sharing. And that's what this podcast is all about is reaching out to people in the community to say, Hey, can you share with us some of your experiences? Because some of the listeners most likely can uh, relate to it. So I want to jump right on in. And I want to ask my favorite question. When were you first aware of your intuition? How did that uh, come to be and open up for you?
1: So if I were to answer, honestly, I probably would say, am I intuitive? Because honestly, I am probably the last person to realize it. Um, it's such a part of who I am and that natural way of thinking. I just always assumed other people had those same thoughts and felt the same way. And as a kid, I was very sensitive and growing up I found, I see all shades of gray and it, it was really hard to come to terms with it because a lot of a lot of times seeing things that way was detrimental to my own personal growth and not safety, but just my own growth and my own my own path. And I had a grandma who seemed magical in the way she approached life. And so I always kind of had that interest in like what's just beyond or what is right there in front of me that I'm not seeing. Don't you love those grandmas? <laughs> I sure do. And I miss them so much every day, but they're really very close to me. They They, they check in. <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely.
0: So what were some of the things that you started to see then that you went, okay, wait a minute, this probably isn't um, in the flow with the norm?
1: Um, the very first thing I can remember was right after my grandma passed, I was about 13 years old. And um, I heard a voice. I was the only one home and I heard a voice say my name. Of course, it caused me to pause and it was easy to dismiss at that time. It's so oh, I'm sure I didn't hear it, but it stayed with me all these years later. And I've had experiences with my young son seeing things. And the one that really got me, it was shortly after my grandpa passed. Uh, he was in Alaska and I was on vacation in Hawaii. And I got a call that he had passed. So I came home and found out my sister had been with him and she had always had this fear of death. But when I saw her after that moment with him, everything had changed. Uh, She, her description of it, everything had changed. She no longer feared it. And I was a little jealous. I was like, wait a minute, Why, why didn't I get that experience? Now I know it's because I wasn't supposed to be there. That was her experience to have, um, but I, I was so sad, and I would sit around, and all of a sudden it came to me: you need to write the eulogy, and it was being pushed from somewhere beyond. And so I did that, and I was having a really hard time because he passed away in Alaska, and my grandma was buried in California. So the plan was that that would be his final resting place. And I was having a really hard time with the fact that he had to go on an airplane as cargo. It it just really um, made me, I was already sad, but it it just made me really sad. So that night I went into my closet and I just started to cry Mm -hmm. and I am not kidding you. A freaking suitcase fell on my head. I went out and looked, and here's where it gets even more like, "Hey, wait a minute! It was at the exact same time that his plane was supposed to depart." Oh, I'm listening. You have my attention. Yeah. What but do you think that, the message was? I think it was, "Don't worry, I'm not here. I'm all around you, and all you have to do is tap in, and I'm right there. I'm listening. I, I, I see you grieving." Um, I'm going to knock a suitcase on your face or your head. <laughs> and luckily you didn't give me a concussion or anything. And it's never <laughs> happened before or since just that one time. I mean, it like a little wake up call right in the exact
0: timed moment right. of him saying I'm okay, you know, and they also, I find that spirits on the other side tend to really want us to be Okay. And so if we can, you know, we, and we're human, we get into that spot of mourning or um, struggle. And sometimes those signs come, well, flying off a top shelf onto our head to say, all right, okay.
1: (laughs) Right. And sometimes they come at the most unexpected moments. Um, My spiritual awakening started in September, 2019 Mm -hmm. and I was just in an airport listening to a podcast and somebody was on it that inspired me. And from that moment forward, I started having dreams and flashing lights and electrical issues and uh, weird candle flickers and seeing things and colors and it's just really opened up and expanded, so. In that moment of inspiration in the airport, did you feel Mm -hmm. a shift? Did you feel a change? in you? Um, Yeah, it just like took over my whole way of thinking and it stayed on my mind and I did the research afterwards and that night we were staying in a hotel and I had this wonderful dream about my other grandma and she was there. She hugged me. I could feel her. I could smell her and then I woke up to a strobing light in the room and then ever since then it's just been move forward, move forward, move forward. And I know the world had to pause. And for me, that pause and being really able to take the time and go inward Mm -hmm. has helped my journey and understanding so much. I'm really grateful for. And I know some of the listeners are probably curious. What was on that podcast that, that did that for you? Do you remember the topic? Uh, I do. It it was an aura reader and Mm -hmm the different color auras and how it connected with personalities. And I have, again, done a lot of research on that. Um, I've actually had a reading with the lady who um, was the guest on that podcast. She has a podcast of her own. She's wonderful. And it just kind of helped me continue down this path. So do you think it was
0: sitting in that airport, listening to that podcast, Do you think it was, um, because I'm a huge fan of possibilities, possibilities, Mm -hmm. I believe, open doors, and they can open doors in our own minds as well. Do you think that just listening to that, um, it opened up doors of possibilities for you?
1: Yeah, you know, it felt like I was supposed to hear it at the time. What happened that morning is we uh, were in Oregon on the coast, and supposedly there was an accident or something on the road. And so the person whose house we had stayed at said, you need to get going a little early. Well, the accident didn't slow us down. And we got to that airport and I can't sit still very long. So I put in my headphones and just walked back and forth throughout the airport. And it just seemed like that serendipitous moment, like it was meant to be. Mm
0: -hmm. And
1: that getting up and leaving early, there was a purpose to it. And, um,
0: I find that um, with a lot of people, when I talk to them about their intuition and about opening up and honing it and becoming more aware of it, because it's so natural, like, you know, we've talked about before, it's so natural. It's one of your six senses. It is, um, it's not something magical that you, that you bring into your system. It's already there. And so a lot of times I find that people have these moments where It opens up just enough and the timing is just right. And you have this odd sensation of feeling like there's, and it's hard to describe the shift or the aha or the moment where it's a a bit of freedom. I don't know if that resonates with you, but it's a bit of everything's going to be okay. There's a little bit more of a a deep set being content when it comes to having this start to really kind of bubble up. And now moving forward, you were, you were expressing how you were seeing, you see different lights and signs and uh, things that are happening for you. Is this now become an integrated part of your day-to-day life?
1: It has. Yes. A spiritual awakening. um, It's not glamorous. It's not beautiful as (laughs) I've heard. And I think we've talked about, there are days where you take a step forward and then days you take two steps back. And so you're always in a constant state of disbelief and when those moments come in they still surprise me but sometimes it's just like oh hey there like you're checking in good i'm doing fine so it's very integrated in the way i see the world i can't even remember and i know this sounds so strange what it felt like before last august or september what my eyes saw then because they see so much more now if that makes sense it totally does
0: so now that you live intuitively and it's become a part of your day-to-day life it is it's hard to think of what it was like before that it was hard. i still struggle myself i opened up about 14 15 years ago and i i can't i can't even kind of go back there and think about that because it's just part of the day today to be able to ask yourself those internal guidance questions and get answers
1: um, it just changes how you live. It sure does. And it's a scary process too, because when you get used to having it there and you come to rely on it, those days when it's a bit quieter, like today was a very human day for me. I haven't had a chance to tap, tap in. I miss it. And I start to worry, are you coming back? Is this just temporary with everything else going on? And sure enough, it always comes back. But um, yeah, that, that's a fear too sometimes is, is it going to go away? Because I lived for so long without.
0: Exactly, and you and you wonder that, um, and so I've heard so many people say that as well. Did my intuition go away? It was open. It was, it was getting signs and answers and gut feelings and direction, and then all of a sudden, I can't seem to access it at all. And I and my first question for that person every time is, what's going on in your human life? Because in your human world, when there's a lot of um, stressors, or it's heavy, or there's, and, and not even in a negative way. It could be a wedding. It could be, you know, moving into a new home, et cetera, et cetera. When your human attention is so drawn into this agreed upon reality, then all of a sudden the intuition kind of calms a little bit, but it always comes back. It always comes back. So, and I know you shared about your grandfather, which is, I absolutely love that story. I, I get just that kiddish smile on my face, thinking about him dropping a suitcase on your head. Not that I want a suitcase dropped on your head, but people listening to this are probably chuckling. They're like, yeah, I've had one of those experiences as well. (laughs) What was another experience that really, an intuitive experience that kind of just dropped your jaw or made you stop or go, okay, there's more to this existence or changed you in a positive way. Can you remember another
1: one? So another intuitive moment I had or a moment of connection that really spoke to me happened about three or four years ago. Um, I, my son had gone to college and you know he was learning the ropes and maybe he didn't have everything figured out. He had come home for the summer and I thought we had addressed an issue we were having and he went back to college. About a month later, I get something in the mail that reminds me of the issue with this particular child. And I just felt so devastated because this is your son. You want him to do well. And why doesn't he learn this message when you're trying to teach it? And it's so important for life. So I went downstairs and I was really thinking about it, really struggling with it. And as I came upstairs, my Alexa, which we never use, started to play the song Chicken Fried, which for me... That is a connection with my son. When he went to college, I would listen to it and cry. It was just our song, our connection. And so I'm like, okay, my husband has my back. So I went into the the kitchen. I'm kind of dancing as I'm listening to the song. Well, my husband came out of the other room. He's like, well, you couldn't help it. You had to play chicken fried. And I said, no, I thought you played it. He's like, no, that's really weird. I'm like, oh my gosh, they're reaching out to us. I wonder who it is. And we're like, So well, it just played crazy. on its own. It just, it just played, played on it its own. own. He didn't start it. You didn't start it. And that song yeah, it on its own. Yeah, it just started on its own. And we hadn't even used the Alexa for like three months. And as I come up the stairs, it starts playing. And I said, well, I wonder who it's from. Maybe the next song will tell us. And I am not kidding when I say the very first word of the next song. I believe it's a Wynonna Judd song was Grandpa grandpa tell me about the good old days and I was like okay so my grandpa he speaks to me a lot or maybe it was my father-in-law I don't know but it was again that message of let it go you're doing fine it's a stage he's getting the message that's how I took it anyway so
0: absolutely you're okay you're you're okay he's okay that's a beautiful example of a reason to be open intuitively, to be able to receive that guidance from the other side. That's, that absolutely brings tears to my
1: eyes as a mom. (laughs) I know it brings tears to my eyes thinking about it too. And, you know, seeing the journey he's doing much better right now. So yeah, they were right. I just They were right.
0: They're always right. I love it. People like to say, oh, it's coincidence. Well, a lot of coincidences going on in your life
1: coincidences and signs and synchronicities. Um, I've had license plates speak to me and confirm answers. So you just find them in the most unexpected yeah. places. It's wonderful. I, I couldn't imagine my life yeah. without it or going back. And it can be something so small. You can be standing
0: outside and and having a moment where you're doubting the direction you're going and a hummingbird comes up three feet in front of your face and just stares at you for a few seconds and then flies away and you're like, okay. <laughs> That kind of, although that's a lot more gentle than a suitcase, um, these moments are still meaningful and you start to pay attention to the world around you in a way that you haven't before. What are some of the positive benefits now to life for you uh, being more open to your intuition and these synchronicities?
1: I think there's just a calmness about me that wasn't present before. I'm not gonna get rid of my whole personality. I'm a perfectionist. I'm kind of anal retentive. I like things a certain way. Those are all there, but my general approach to life just feels more balanced and calm. Uh, Things that used to make so much sense and I couldn't wait for don't appeal to me anymore. I don't wanna get involved in drama. (laughs) So I try to live my life without drama. I find I really appreciate silence and quiet and having those moments to go in and being able to help and maybe know what to say or what to do. When you talk about that drama, I hear that a lot too. I,
0: I really believe that it's a matter of when you step into things that are more deep and more profound and more meaningful and more connected, you kind of lose the attraction to the distraction. You know, those little things that we kept ourselves distracted with because, we're looking deep more. So that's really exciting. And the silence piece that you said is really important too. I think a lot of people struggle with silence mm-hmm. and, and when you can come to that calm, can you talk about the si- like sitting in
1: silence now and what that is for you? Um, I used to always like background noise growing up. I always had to have the TV on or the radio on or something going on in the background. And now if I spent my whole day just in silence, taking a walk, uh, I just hear more, and I don't even realize I'm in silence anymore until at the end of the day I'm thinking I didn't turn the TV on at all today, or I didn't listen to a podcast or music or or anything like anything like that. It just I hear myself and. I think about things and I think on such a deep level and I process on such a deep level and I'm learning in that silence that it's okay to have my voice heard. If there is something that is triggering me, just put it out there rather than hold it inside, which I never want to hurt anyone's feelings. So (laughs) I I hold a lot in and I don't do that as much anymore.
0: So could I go as far to say then what I'm hearing is that you enjoy spending time now with yourself, you enjoy yourself, you are happy.
1: Yes, that that is a beautiful way to look at it. And I have never looked at it that way, but as you say it, those words resonate with me.
0: Yeah, absolutely, I love I'm, it. I'm,
1: I'm comfortable, I don't need anybody else to entertain me. I, I can entertain myself. <laughs> so you've opened up your intuition,
0: it's now flowing. It is. It's now an active part of your life. And as a result of that, you're not looking for outside distractions, outside things to fill you up because you're feeling that internal full.
1: Yes. And I've got to find a balance between that because I can't always be home. And sometimes my life gets shifted into that go, go, go mode. And Mm -hmm. I just want to stay home. I, (laughs) I, I don't. Yes, necessarily need to go, go, go. I love a walk in nature. I, I love being near water. That leads me to
0: asking you about tools that you use. So there's a lot of different spiritual tools, whether it's, um, you know, listening to podcasts, like in that airport or doing meditations, things like that. Now you're a member of the Sage Circle, which I'm so excited that you're part of that community because it's so much fun. There's a lot in there. What aspect of the sage circle itself have you been able to really utilize to lift up that intuition and to lift yourself up
1: oh my gosh you know I I think of sage circle as how do I put it all these pieces of information are coming to me and I'm not really sure what to do with them and so I lay them out in front of me and then I go into Sage Circle, there are supportive people. There is you who I just have to tell everybody you're as genuine in-person talking to as you are when you're instructing classes. And that is hugely important to me. I, you're so down to earth and you've been there and you're so respectful of where people are. So thank you for that. But uh, it's almost like I don't have the right word for it. So I have all these pieces in front of me and the circle gives it depth. It, it gives it life. It gives me a new way of looking for something. Um, if I am thinking, oh, I have a question on twin flames. Guess what? Bo's already got a video out there on twin <laughs> flames and it's probably <laughs> gonna answer my questions. So it's intuitive because you've been through that experience already and you're sharing it with us. And so it, it's just wonderful to have that available, hey, when this pops up, there's probably information here to find about it, and I find so much information there. It's so helpful. I appreciate that, it. That
0: just warms my heart.
1: It makes me smile. <laughs> and, you know, I can even tie it back to my grandpa passing away, and I did have that fear of death, and I didn't know what happened afterwards. And then I took your course on crossing over, and it made so much sense. It put some of those fears aside, but it it makes so much sense how you explain it as a grilled cheese sandwich and the body separate. It it just resonates so much. I'm not scared anymore. I, I'm not afraid anymore of what goes bump in the night because love is behind it. And I learned that there. So thank you for that. I love it. Uh, They're
0: wonderful. And for the listeners too, they're like grilled cheese sandwich. Yeah, that's it's, I love teaching with analogies. And that's one of my all time favorite analogies is the grilled cheese sandwich. So people will have to check that one out. But I want to thank you for this. And, and I want to kind of give the floor to you in this last segment here to say, what piece of advice would you give someone else who is just starting to open up to their spiritual path?
1: Oh, my gosh. Well, as I said earlier, the, the awakening has not been a pretty process, one step forward, two steps back all the time. And I guess the piece of advice, there's three pieces I would give. The first piece of advice, I listen to myself all the time. Stay committed, show up, and remain open to whatever's gonna come. If you're having a bad day, show up. If you're having a great day, show up. It's that commitment to yourself, to your guides, to the process. Keep that. That would be my number one piece of advice. I follow it every single day. I start my day with a a faith talk. I check in with my guides. I'm committed and I'm showing them that. The second piece of advice is be patient with your journey, which is not something I am. It's not in my personality to be patient, but I do have to remind myself to be patient, that it's when the time is right, everything will make sense and it'll come into play. And then the third piece, which I also don't follow all the time, is don't compare yourself and your journey with anybody else's. Yes. I do it sometimes. I try not to, but I do do it. So those would be my top three pieces of advice just from experience. Very powerful words,
0: Michelle. I am so grateful.
1: No, I am. I'm I'm so grateful to be here and that I got this chance to chat with you and um, speak about my journey because. It's hard to open up to people. I do have people in my life I can talk to about it, but some people look at me like, what? And I don't like that far off look or that look like, oh, you're weird because I'm not, this is my reality and I'm comfortable with it and I embrace it and want to grow with it. And it's an integral part of who you are. And that in essence was, that's the reason for the sage circle.
0: There's so many people that don't have people that they can share with and You know that's where we all come together like you said in that in that space of love it all boils down to love i think that is absolutely wonderful michelle i can't thank you enough for coming on here and sharing your story because you're so real you have such a big heart and you are so compassionate and i think that you're an incredible role model for so many people out there
1: well thank you so much i love being here and being a part of the sage circle and this podcast and I appreciate you being a part of my journey. I have learned so much and I am so inspired and going to keep staying committed and hopefully things <laughs> keep unfolding like they're supposed to. So thank you.
0: Absolutely. And this was a perfect example of cracking open. Thanks, Michelle.
1: Yeah, thank you, Bo. Have a good day.